The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello, hello, hello. And wherever you are in the world, welcome to Stop Stopping Yourself. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. And it's always exciting for me to be here because there's always new things that come up during the week that actually feed me and and allow me to download some new information. And uh, I tend to to uh, put a lot of that online. So uh, always go and look at either social media, uh, my Facebook page, to be able to see some of the new inspirational. Um, things and and comments and theories that I share that way. Now, sometimes, sometimes um, I have to uh, sound a little soapbox-ish, and I don't mean to, but there, there are things that go on in the world today that really require comment and rebuttal, and sometimes those rebuttals and comments can be strong. And being the person that I am, the Italian from New York and psychic medium, I can uh, definitely get strong. But I try to follow the path of of love and light, always trying to bring a new understanding and helping people to think. Just like today's show, uh, you don't believe what you think you believe. At least most people don't. We're going to be discussing that today. Uh, this is about how there are psychological anomalies that you have to really learn and understand what's going on in that part of your mind to be able to put any spiritual principle into working practice. Uh, so today we're going to discover, we're going to talk about the steps that you really need to take to manifest what you desire in this life. And this is one of these weeks that we're doing that. But I do want to tell everybody and remind everybody, I did bring it up last week. Definitely mark your calendar for the March 6th show. Um, On Wednesday, March 6th, I will be dedicating the entire show to giving readings, mini readings, answering questions, making connections with deceased loved ones for all those who call in or chat in a question. It would be great if you can call in because that way, if the process goes faster, if I have any questions or I'm trying to validate something that I see and hear, so being on the phone with you makes it that much easier. You can remain anonymous. You don't have to give your name, and I don't have to share your name, but uh, it's just like my Facebook live events that I've had. I want to give back to all of you, be able to help as many as you as possible with any of the questions that you have. And in the second hour, uh, second part of the hour today, if you have any major questions, especially about what we're talking about, um, call in. Call in with issues in your life that are going on, and I'll definitely help you today try to figure out what it is you're really believing versus what it is you think you believe. So let's dive into that. What do I actually mean by that? Well, 
for any of you who are just joining me, and for those of you who have been listening all along, thank you. Uh, so this is going to be a little repeat from one of the first episodes and uh, shows that I had here. You have different levels of your mind as, as you learned in science. And uh, commonly, commonly, the most common three that most people are aware of is your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, and your unconscious mind. And it's really interesting because it wasn't until the time of Freud, Sigmund Freud, it was he who discovered the third level, or at least uh, named and labeled the third level, because he felt that there was a division in your mind that you're unaware of, but that is connected to a knowing somewhere. And then his greatest student, Carl Jung, uh, he was the one who expanded upon that third level of the mind to label it and include the fact that it is the superconscious mind where your soul's mind resides, your soul resides, which is connected to an collective unconscious mind. That's what Carl Jung said. The, the greater part of all of us is co- connected to a knowing, a storehouse of knowledge, wisdom, knowing, and all the experiences that go on. He also called it the mind of God, but it was more commonly known as the collective unconscious mind. We today in the metaphysical world have different names for that mind. Um, One common name recently that's come to the forefront, even though it's been around for a long time, is the concept of the Akashic Records. Well, the collective unconscious, the mind of God, is exactly where all those records are. It's not another building. It's not another place. It's not another dimension. It really is only one storehouse where everything is connected, and that literally is uh, part of the God force and the mind of God. So you have these three levels. So you've got the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and then your unconscious, superconscious mind. Now, the subconscious mind completely acts on its own, right? We understand that. The subconscious mind helps to control the autonomic physical, biological uh, processes in our body. So breathing is automatic. Uh, Your heart beating is automatic. And there's many other um, processes that actually happen automatically without us giving it any thought. It has to happen that way because if we had to think about beating our hearts, most of the world, if not all of it, would be dead by now because we can just about think about what we have to get done for the day. Um, Especially me, when you get to my age, I have a list of things I like to get done and it's great. I have everything written down on the list, but I've forgotten where the list is. So if I had to depend on making sure I beat my heart and and took a breath, it would never happen. Okay. So the automatic processes and some of the things we don't even think about are automatic, like walking and talking. We don't think about having to do that. It happens automatically. And sometimes, sometimes we experience consciously um, some of the automatic thinking processes, such as when we're driving um, and you come home a certain route every time, right? And then all of a sudden, 
you're in automatic drive and you're at the exit on the highway that you're supposed to get off at and you go, wait, wait a minute, how did I get here? Well, your body and your mind steps into automatic mode, okay? So that's what the subconscious mind controls, but the subconscious mind also controls automatic thoughts and feelings. So things that are ingrained inside of us. And a lot of times I, I, those maladaptive beliefs or even some of the good beliefs that we have deep within our unconscious mind, right, we respond from. We've trained our subconscious mind to respond from those inner deep down beliefs and understandings. So um, if you are a person who is negative and fearful, then an automatic response from you when something happens or um, it appears that something um, is off, you may respond with a knee-jerk reaction and an automatic fearful response, a shout, a yell, um, a pulling back, a resistance. It also happens when a button is pushed from your past and, and you've been abused by somebody and now all of a sudden a new person standing in front of you says something similar to your past experience of abuse, you automatically respond negatively or protectively. Okay, so the the subconscious mind controls the biological and psychological automatic responses, which is why it is so important to take control consciously and help you yourself retrain that subconscious mind. Now, those are the three most common areas of the mind. However, I have done over 36 years of research and studies in the psychological fields. My uh, bachelor degree is in psychology. My master's is in clinical social work. And the entire time I was studying and researching with professors and experts on the mind and actually more focused on self, the self, the concept of the self. And in my research, and then when I became a metaphysician and I was involved with uh, psychic work and mediumship work, that helped me to learn even more levels that there are of the mind that have not been previously labeled. I believe there are more levels than just three. That's very simplified to think that there's only three parts of this incredible brain of ours and that part which we call the mind. So if you think about this, the unconscious or superconscious mind that houses your soul's mind and your soul connects you to your higher self and other dimensions to the God source, your oversoul, Edgar Casey and many other uh, philosophers call the, the better soul and the bigger soul of you, uh, the oversoul. That is through your um, soul's mind that resides within your superconscious mind. Well, that harbors all the positive understandings and knowledge of who you are. Okay, uh, but anything that comes from God about us is going to be positive. And when we're in the other dimensions, we get to see what is supposed to be positive about us. Well, positive, the positive part of your mind cannot hold onto or truly understand any negative experiences. It's like a mixture of oil and vinegar. So 
when you go through negative experiences on earth and you start harboring them and holding on to them, you cannot hold on to them with the soul's mind or the superconscious mind. So I believe what happens then is your brain actually forms another compartment to hold on to everything that's negative. So here, think of your deepest part of your mind on the bottom, which is actually one of the largest parts. That's where your superconscious mind is. But then there's another level that is created and a division that's created just above it that I call the environmental made mind. And why I call it the environmental made mind is because you develop it and begin to develop it from utero upon conception. Upon conception, you start absorbing messages from the environment, be it through your mother who is carrying you, through your father or whatever other vehicle is outside, whatever other adult is in the outer world while you're developing in the inner world. You're picking up the energy of that, any negativity that's going on in the area, the actual environment itself, the home or lack of home, uh, the desire of having you, the lack of desire of having you. All of that is being picked up all of a sudden, and, and it gets filtered out. So the positive stuff can definitely go and be held by the soulful mind and the super unconscious mind, but that negative stuff doesn't belong there. So that's where another division is created, the environmental made mind. And because you're a child and your mind is underdeveloped, your belief systems that you begin to create from those messages are created for you. You're a sponge, you're being, you're absorbing things. And because we're egocentric beings, when we're first born, we think everything revolves around us literally. And there's been so much research to show that. There is one scientific research that I specifically remember is an infant can be lying in a crib. You know, parents always want to know, oh, why is their child crying if it's not hungry or if it's not in pain or uncomfortable from a wet diaper? Well, it can be crying for many different reasons. So if you think of a child laying in the bed and all of a sudden it's by a window and a curtain and the child moves its leg and it sees the curtain move at the same time. Now, the curtain may have moved because of a breeze that either came through the window or came through the air just in general. Now the child intentionally moves his or her leg again in order to make the curtain move, and the curtain doesn't move. And the child is kicking and kicking and kicking in an attempt to make that curtain move again. The curtain doesn't move. The child gets discouraged and upset because it's not doing what it thought it could do. Uh, it's not sitting there thinking, wow, I moved my foot. It's just an automatic response, and the child starts crying. And then the parent comes in and tries to figure out why the child is crying, immediately gives it food because we always think children cry because they need food and they're hungry. And that's the other reason why we have so many obese children in the world. But besides that, they don't understand that the child is thinking about the or feeling the stimulation in the room and doesn't understand why it's not controlling it. So children are very egocentric in the beginning. Um, and as they get older... 
they start taking on blame. It's got to be me, right? If you're egocentric, everything is about you. So the natural thing to do then, if everything is about us, is blame ourselves to take credit for the good things that happen, but to also blame ourselves for the bad things that happen. So it's natural when you get yelled at, of course, you're going to say it's my fault. But then if your sibling gets yelled at, you're thinking in your mind, maybe that's my fault too. If mommy and daddy are yelling at each other, that's my fault. The dog gets yelled at, that's my fault. All of these things occur. Mommy and daddy get sick. One of them gets sick. That's got to be my fault. Or if even if a parent dies or they divorce, children blame themselves. You have to understand that, that that's what lies within a child's mind. So that self-blame, that self-blame causes a conflict. And the mind must resolve every conflict. And so the answer it comes up with is it must be me. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not deserving enough. I'm not lovable enough. Those are the I'm nots that I call um, the maladaptive first set of negative self-beliefs we develop from the messages we receive in our outer world. And they get harbored in what I believe is called the environmental made mind. Those are what's created for us because of the way the world and the messages that we are receiving from it is going. Then as we become older, as we become older, so as, as, as a child, we begin to live off of those, which is why children act the way they do based on some of those maladaptive beliefs. Of course, they're still young and that layer may not be so thick and the soulful mind can squeeze through with feelings of you're good, you're lovable, um, you can you do, do, do whatever you want. So sometimes that can come through. But a lot of times it's those maladaptive beliefs. Well, the next part of the mind that I believe develops, it begins to develop as an adult. And that's where you harbor all your defense mechanisms, all the ones that Freud said. We talked about this earlier in my earlier shows. So that's the adult-made mind. And I call it the adult-made mind because now that your mind is more mature, you actually begin to form your own beliefs, not just off of the stimulation from the environment, but because of what you're hearing your parents say, what you hear your friends say, the influences from your outer world, you're just now choosing, you start to choose your own beliefs rather than them being fed to you and absorbing them like a sponge. And because your brain's, your brain's second highest function is to protect you, it will start to create and help you create a new set of beliefs that shield you and protect you from your original set of beliefs, the I'm not. So now it's not that you're inadequate. It's not that you're um, not smart enough and not lovable. It's more like everybody else's. Um, they're the ones that are causing me problems. Or you come up with intellectual reasons as to why you can't. Well, it wasn't in my family for me to be able to do this. Or I, I'm, I'm inadequate in this area because nobody in my family was talented. Talented. I have no talent because nobody else was talented. So you come up and even those those beliefs still 
sound negative and feel negative. They don't feel half as bad as the I'm nots, okay? It's a lot easier to think and believe that the reason why you're not achieving something or able to play the piano or basketball is because a family member was never able to play it, so why should you, okay? I'm too short. I'm not fast enough or good enough. That's just the way I was born. Those are some of the the, the adult beliefs we begin to form. Okay, so why does that have anything to do with you don't believe what you think you believe? Well, that adult um, mind that I'm talking about, the adult-made mind, that becomes so strong it can convince us of a lot of things, not to mention as we go through our lives, most of the new beliefs we're trying to create and form and absorb is through that mind because that's shielding us from the unconscious superconscious mind that's the next level up so you've got besides the conscious mind then you've got to go through the subconscious mind then you get stuck at the adult conscious mind which is above and uh, the level of the environmental made mind which is all above the level of the soulful mind that harbors the truth about who you really are and your magnificence and your unlimitedness but your adult made mind is telling you one set of beliefs that usually are opposing the true set of beliefs of how magnificent you are so you've got all of these things going on okay so now here you are in your life and you're an adult and you're trying to succeed and you're trying to achieve things and, and you're trying to get married and you're trying to get money um, and you're trying to keep your health really good and and strong, right? And then you wonder why these things are going on. Wait a minute. Um, I'm exercising here, and yet I keep having physical problems. Um, I'm really eating well, and yet I don't feel good. Or I'm really trying to get a good job, but, but, but I keep getting held back, and I'm not getting promoted. I'm trying to find love in my soulmate, but I keep attracting or I'm with the wrong person. I don't understand it. My relationships keep falling apart. Well, I'm telling you that your relationships are falling apart, your job isn't working right, your finances are terrible, your health isn't up to what it could be because you don't believe what you think you believe. There's all of my clients that I deal with. When I try to present this to them, they immediately come back at me with, no, that's not the case. No, I believe I deserve love. No, you don't. You really don't. You think you do, but you don't. You don't because you've got the, you're processing that belief only in your adult-made mind. And here's the problem with that. Everything in the adult-made mind is false. Remember, that's the set of beliefs that was created for you to shield you against a true set of beliefs, okay? Those are the psychological anomalies that are going on. So that's the psychology behind what's going on. Why does that make such a difference in the metaphysical spiritual world? So now here you decide you're going to clear everything up and you're going to go on a spiritual journey. And so you attend Unity services. You listen to Unity online radio. You're going to incredible workshops. You're 
you're going to celebrate your life and you're seeing 20 different luminaries who have the most incredible works out there where all of the ancient knowledge and wisdom is being rewritten, retaught, reshared, um, re-exemplified. And you're trying all of it and it still doesn't work for you the same way it's working for other people. That's how you know the information is good is because it works for others. Okay. Um, if, if the information was false, if all of this was nonsense, it wouldn't work for anybody. Right? You have to understand that. The reason why it's ancient wisdom is because it's been working for a very, 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 very long time. And we're constantly being told it by the spiritual leaders and luminaries that we meet. And I'm talking about the major ones, you know, like Jesus, like Buddha, um, like all of them, okay, that come down. We know the list of them. So we only have a couple of minutes left. I want to say that any of you who have an issue in your life right now that you believe you've resolved and taken care of, but it's repeating itself, it's presenting itself, call in. Call in and uh, during the second half hour at 816-251-3555. Let's talk about it. And that's going to also help other people that are listening, because I promise you a problem you're having and a belief you think you have is right is probably a belief somebody else has. But in the meantime, understand that attach your beliefs now, the true beliefs that you're having about yourself, the ones that what you really believe that I'm talking about, attach that to power, and then you can begin to understand. That's the spiritual side to us. You can begin to understand why things aren't working, because the adult-made mind is feeding into, and your environmental-made mind, I'm sorry, let me correct that. It's not your adult-made mind feeding into the power and the sauce source. It's the environmental made mind. That is where you're connected to the force, the God force, the law of attraction. All of that power is being controlled by those deep down core beliefs, not even your soul's beliefs. Maybe every so often your soul's mind gets to squeeze in there and gets to, to, to create something good for you. But for the most part, that maladaptive set of beliefs, the I'm nots, when you're trying to get a great job and you're sending out your resume believing you want a job, but the other part of you is saying, no, you don't, you don't know what you want, you don't like this, you're not good enough, that's now taking control of the power, that's influencing everything, and that's why you don't get what you want. But nothing is going to change. We'll talk about it more on the other side of the hour, but nothing is going to change until you recognize what you're really believing. Let's talk about it. So call back when I return for the Stop Stopping Your Show, and let's get down deep. Don't be afraid to call in. Leave yourself anonymous. It's okay. But let's get those questions answered. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. 
If you enjoy our programming, we invite you to support it by visiting unityonlineradio.org and clicking on Donate Now. Help us continue to provide inspiring content to everyone. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Meditation Minute with Paulette Pipe. So as always, we begin our time of meditation by first taking account of what we're feeling, those sights that we're seeing, those sensations that we're experiencing, and each breath that we breathe. Notice where in your body you're experiencing those sensations. Let your breathing find its own rhythm. As we begin the process of letting go, the process of relaxation. Remember why we're here. To hear more from Paulette Pipe and Touching the Stillness, visit the archives section at unityonlineradio.org. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear their beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. Call today, 816-969-2000. In today's turbulent times, it seems like the bad news never stops. It's easy to feel helpless and overwhelmed. Life's challenges can also hide opportunities for growth, renewal, and healing. Join author-activist and life coach Carolyn Baker for a transformative workshop April 4th to the 6th at Unity Village in Kansas City, Missouri. Discover how to find meaning in chaos and navigate this journey called life with more love and joy. Go to unity.org and click Retreats and Events for more information. Discover new ways to heal yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Michael Schwartz and Spiritual Naturopathy. Every Monday at 12 p.m. Central, Michael offers a holistic path to healing and guides listeners to new levels of self-awareness, touching on topics like intuition, healing by faith, dream interpretation, and a lot more. Michael explores how to maximize our spiritual gifts and helps us discover how much healing power we really have. Call in with your questions and comments every Monday here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Okay, now we're back. Um, Great. Thank you for listening again, and welcome back. If you weren't here in the first half, uh, I appreciate you being here now. And again, if you have any question about what we're talking about, please call in, especially about your life. Um, But but just wanted to piggyback off of what I was saying earlier. So here we are with these different levels in our minds and really having a difficult time being able to control any of the levels. So this is what tends to happen in the adult-made mind and, and it's a set of beliefs. The way you're seeing people acting in the world today and some of the things that they are saying, 
okay and the way that they're behaving and they're doing and let's let's look at the extremes that are going on okay let's look at the prejudices and the hatred and the angers and the lashing out at each other right and and the blame that they're putting on no matter what these days everybody is getting blame of some kind that has happened for a very long time it's been this the the phase of the earth and history that we know today dating back 11,000 years from modern man is actually only a portion of our existence here, okay? That was our existence here as physical beings in the way we see ourselves today, modern man and modern woman. Okay. However, however, and that's actually the beginning story of the Bible. Okay. Now, have to understand something. And the Bible is not a history book. The Bible is a book of collective metaphysical stories to help teach us who we are. Right. Now, we together with the God force, and that was after we were created by the God force, we together then created everything physical, okay? So so Adam in the original, well, in the King James Version and any of the, the, the Bible, there's always the story of Adam and Eve and the story of how Adam was created first and then out of a rib Eve was created. Well, in actuality, Adam was the first son of man. That was the metaphysical meaning of that. We created physicality using the God force. We helped to create that, okay, in order to incarnate here. But there was life before that, okay? But ever since Adam and Eve, because of the direction we went in, all of the stories then are about how we manifested everything else on this earth, the troubles, the problems, the negativity, and then also some of the positive stuff that we experienced as well. We did that by tapping into the God force. And very early on, we started blaming, the concept of blaming. And actually, the concept of blaming started in the Garden of Eden when uh, the serpent when the serpent convinced Eve to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge that God said don't eat, okay? In actuality, that was about, number one, how our higher self knew that there was only so much knowledge we should be experiencing at one time, but the human side of us wanted to experience more, And we were tempted by wisdom and knowledge. And we decided to bite into that, bite off more than we can chew. Some of the the phrases and jargon that we come out with and create stem from metaphysical understandings. And the concept of biting off more than you can chew actually dates back to the story of Adam and Eve in the Bible. They bit off more than they can chew by eating that apple. Now, right away, what did we begin to do when we started making lower choices? 
We developed a new set of beliefs because it made us feel bad that we were feel, feeling um, shameful. We made mistakes. We made a lower choice. We didn't listen to our intuition. And now it was everybody's fault. It was the serpent's fault. Um, it was Eve's fault. It was Adam's fault for going along with me. It doesn't make a difference the actual happenings because it wasn't about the 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 actual literal story. It was about the figurative story of what we started to do. So since the beginning of time, we started to blame, and in blaming, that led us to to conflicts and conflicts with each other and that's when society started to break down because we no longer could accept responsibility for our own choices we had to come up with some reason that it wasn't our fault because that feels better than self-blame okay and talking about self-blame without giving it away let me mention that next week's show is going to be really important and powerful because it's all about forgiveness and how we don't have to forgive, nor does it help to forgive others. Forgiveness of others doesn't help. I definitely want to join me next week to talk about that. So here we are blaming, blaming. And we use all of those defense mechanisms and we can really just narrow it down. We put labels on everything to understand them. But in actuality, we're talking ourselves into all different things in that adult-made mind. That's actually when the first part of our adult-made mind began was way back when we were blaming another tribe. We were blaming another community. There wasn't enough food because there was other people eating it, right? Um, there were deaths in our community because other people were killing us, whether it be accidentally or on purpose. It didn't make a difference. Um, it, religious beliefs, even though it, it took a while before we came to the belief of one God, uh, it was beliefs that my God um, or your God was overpowering my God, right? And, and we started to believe different things about different gods. And, and we, we were even believing um, anomalies of the earth and, and all of the processes around earth, be it storms and, and lightning and fire and wind, right? It's just like because we saw them cause destruction and harm, we actually assimilated that, and that's what led and fed into us forming blame and different ideas and concepts that it's not my fault, okay? So that developed and kept developing over time. And and so it, it went from a tribe of people that, and here's, here's the most ridiculous thing, which is so interesting. I, we've had prejudice against um, dark colored people for a very long time, especially when Caucasians developed. Um, and that goes way back. We got to think about this through evolution. We were all pretty dark to start with. Now, 
You've got to understand, some people don't even understand the concept of how we developed as physical human beings. We didn't start white and then add color to it. We started dark. And the reason why we started dark and had melanin in our skin and systems was to protect us against the sun. Okay, Sumeria and the cradle of civilization was in a very arid, hot, strong sun part of the world. So it's natural to understand we were all dark. Egyptians didn't just happen overnight. Okay, all right, thousands of years went by before then people we started building we started building with different material we started moving to different locations so let's just take the desert for example in the beginning we were living in tents we were living in in straw facilities and homes well just like today there are now special clothes that shield us against the sun because regular clothing in cotton and polyester don't shield us from the sun still causes us to have sunburns and still causes us to wind up developing skin cancer well back in those days living in a hut and living in a tent did not shield us from a sun but when we started developing stone homes and living in the stone homes, we started to become more shielded from the sun. And when you are shielded from the sun in order to attract and gain warmth, your skin becomes whiter and you lose melanin. So that's where then the fair Egyptians, and they weren't as fair as you think. They weren't pure paper white. They were definitely lighter than all of the other Arabs um, and then eventual Jews then. Okay, so skin tone started changing. So as soon as the skin tone started changing, our ability to blame, we had another type of thing to blame we had the color the different the 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 cultures developed for those people and it wasn't so much their skin tone that caused them to be different but their new culture their societal norms that were different that another culture could now blame so it's not me anymore that's causing my crops to fail and my sheep to die it's got to be those white people over there okay and the white people well it's those dark people over there okay they're taking up everything and their animals are are poisoning our waters so it was all about everybody else rather than admitting our own inadequacies and faults and foibles okay and and so it continued from that point on now even within the cultures we needed to blame so it wasn't just about the whites blaming the blacks and the blacks blaming the whites. In actuality, then, it was your your socioeconomic level that you can blame, right? So even the Egyptians themselves mistreated themselves, their lower class, those that weren't born into wealth or could make wealth in any way, they were getting in the way of the people who were wealthy, 
some of the greatest prejudice, a matter of fact, slavery that started very early came about by enslaving those that were less socio and economically equal to you. In Africa, in Africa, it still became a part of the, the level of melanin in your skin. Darker colored Africans were considered less of a class than the lighter colored. Well, think about it. You had your white Egyptians back then, who those with the pharaoh and all the riches that they were able to create. And then you had your darker color Africans, right? And they always associated the color of your skin also with the level of your socioeconomic background. The darker your skin, the poorer you were, the less intelligent you were assumed to be, and the lighter your skin, the more intelligent and wealthy you were considered. Because if you had the wealth, you must have the, the smarts. If you have the smarts, you're going to get the wealth, right? So that's how we began to use blaming others as a way of of shielding our own self denigrations and self lack of value so that it began so even within an, an african nation they were able to blame the darker skin then from there when we started to become more civilized then it wasn't about the color anymore then it had to be about your gender your gender differences, oh, women are less than, than men, it's their fault. We were a very um, maternal society, okay? When we began, where women were in more control of things, we figured if they were the ones having the babies, they were the ones who can control life and control the society, right? They were the smart ones, and they did. But then men started to dislike that, and we started to suppress them and push them down and start blaming them. We started to feel very inadequate, okay? There we go again. The self-feelings, it always starts with your self-feeling before you extend it externally onto your outer world. So men began to feel very inferior, and so they began to blame women for their inferiority, when in fact, women didn't think that they were any less than men. They just did natural things. We're having the babies and we help each other and it's easier this way. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so it was men's own inadequacies and the button that was pushed within them that started to cause them the blame. Well, we grew even more when we began to at least try to believe, which it hasn't equaled out. Men still want to believe, and there's countries all over the world that still believe that women are inadequate. Now we have a new society of blame. It's got to be gays. Well, let me tell you something. Homosexuality was a natural part of our society from the very beginning. We understood it. A matter of fact, any of the princesses and the queens in, in the lands actually wound up, the, the kings hired gay guys to take care of the queen because he knew that the gay guys weren't going to do anything sexual with his wife. So she began to to get those into into her fold and help her and protect her and shield her. It was a natural form of life back then. 
But as time went on and we needed something else to blame, we began to blame them. And then now it's blaming everything and everybody. And now here we are in a political world where we can blame Democrats, we can blame Republicans, we can blame liberals, we can blame old people, we can blame young people, we can blame the millennials, we can blame the, we can blame everything and everyone. And I'm going to tell you right now, even if our society accepted all colors and accepted all gender preferences and accepted all of that, we would come up with something else to blame, be it people with big feet, people with small feet, big hands. Back in the old days, if you were left-handed, you were ignorant, and even the Bible says you should be stoned. Give me a break. We've got to come to the point of understanding it all started with us, about us, and about our self-beliefs. Those psychological anomalies that the brain does, we've got to, and we can, gain control of it. So here's the thing. How do you know then what belief it is? If you don't believe what you think you believe, how do you find out what you really believe? That's actually an excellent question with an extremely simple answer. If we were just physical beings... We'd have no idea how to answer that. We'd have no idea. But because we're spiritual beings as well, we're body, mind, and spirit, the spiritual part, which means we're energies, energies having a physical experience, energies and spiritualness that connects us to a greater force that allows us to create and manifest what we want into this life, we look at the outcome of our lives in order to see what we believe on the inside. And that's in a good way as well as a negative way, okay? So what I'm talking about is you may even be talking about wonderful things. I really want you to read my post. You can go to my Facebook page, my regular page at at Vincent Jenna to read the post about how baffled I am about how some spiritual practitioners out there can do work with angels and God and healing Right. And you see all these wonderful affirmations that they post one after another. Right. About how good, uh, you know, love is and all the angels there on your side, all of that nonsense. And then in between that post about how they're against gun control, post about how they want a wall built, post about how immigrants should be shipped off and removed and and not fed or taken care of. One does not go hand in hand with the other. They think they believe they're spiritual beings, but it's their walk, walk in life that proves whether they are or not. It's their deeds in life. It's their comments on Facebook in life that'll let you know what you are truly believing in. That's what walking your talk is all about, okay? That's one aspect of figuring out what you believe in, is what you support. What are your values? And in the United States today, we actually have seen what so many people's values are. And we're so shocked by it because 
because we have these beautiful looking people and how wonderful they are and they talk and sound so good and they were our friends and family members and then we're in shock because they're against everything that human nature is for and human rights are for, right? And that, so that shocked us. That's because you finally saw what they really believe, not what they think they believe. And so your true beliefs, number one, your true beliefs let you walk your talk. Whatever you are walking in your life is what you truly believe in. Sorry. If there's anger in your heart, if there's resentment, hatred, fear in your heart, you are not walking the path of God. I don't care what you sound like. A matter of fact, in one of Jesus's parables in Matthew, it even specifically says that there are those of you who look beautiful on the outside, sound good, look good, say the right thing, but on the inside, there's nothing but disease and and hatred and evil. And and those people, and this is the reason why I'm so against those people being spiritual practitioners, because you may think you're helping others when in fact you're feeding them more disease. And the words you say may temporarily help. It's like when you get an apple at the store and it looks so beautiful on the outside and you take a couple of bites and it tastes good and looks good and it makes you feel good. That's like these practitioners. It makes you feel good to start with. But then all of a sudden, when you get a little bit deeper, there's a worm inside and it now makes you sick and you spit up what you just ate. Okay, that's exactly what help happens to any of the healings from these practitioners who say one thing, but in their hearts are negative and evil values. And evil that I mean doesn't mean connection with the devil. It means lack of God, okay? Anything lack of God is what evil is. Living backwards is the devil. D-E-V-I-L is L-I-V-E-D, backwards, okay? Evil, E-V-I-L, is live backwards, L-I-V-E. So living without God is what's evil. But here's the other thing. Then let's just take that's one part, your part. You don't have a lover at your side. It's because you truly believe you're unlovable. You don't have the finances in your life. It's because you don't believe you deserve them. You don't have good health in your life. It could be because you're punishing yourself because you don't believe you're valuable. You don't have the career you want. Chances are you don't believe you're good enough to have your career. That's how you can tell what you don't have in your life that you want in your life, that you believe you deserve in your life. It has to be some negative self-feeling from that environmental-made mind. If you go to my online store on my website, I've got these workshops, and the one of them is called God, It's Not Working. It explains all of them. And if you write me after you download that, I'll send you the slides to go along with it so you can see the visuals of what I'm talking about. But... You've got to know you are the manifester of your life. I don't want to have an intentional negative sounding show here, but I will call out the elephant in the middle of the room because it needs to be in your life. You need to know how incredible you are and the lives you're all incredible of creating, but you're not going to know that if you keep BSing yourself and you keep shielding what you're really feeling and then wondering. It's worse to wonder that, get those, those deep down negative feelings. You keep 
proving to yourself that you're worthless because things aren't happening in your life. You prove to yourself that you're unlovable and that thought, it's called self-fulfilling prophecy because you can't form love. So you're constantly refeeding in to the maladaptive beliefs when you can't create what you want in your life. And it has nothing to do with truth. You are magnificent, but nobody taught you that. I have a, um, okay. I have only a couple of minutes left, and I want to just sum this up and remind everybody that you can create all you want, but you've got to believe what you need to believe. So don't believe what you think you believe. Don't be afraid to go down deep in there. Tell your adult defense mechanisms, I'm ready to let you go. I'm ready to not have to defend my beliefs. I want to know what I really believe. That's when things change for me personally. I thought I was so confident, but yet I'd only get to a certain level in my life. And one day I found out through a friend who was helping me out that I didn't believe in myself and I thought she was nuts. And the moment I accepted that, I began to see the evidence of that. And when I saw the evidence of that, I was able to change that and focus on what I needed to believe in. And when I focused on what I needed to believe in, it all began to work. So admit what you don't believe. Be willing to hear it. Then focus on what you need to believe about yourself. There's plenty of material out there to be able to do that. Affirm how wonderful and and magnificent you are and unlimited. Join me each week here on Stop Stopping Yourself so that you can create the life you want. And I'll see you next week when we're going to talk about forgiveness, one of the most important aspects about life. So I'll see you here. Have an incredible week. God bless you all. And remember, you can't believe in anything unless you believe in yourself first. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.